my control. It's not like he wants to kill. He just doesn't want to die. You know what I'm saying? It's that, it's that situation when you got, we, we are living in a war zone. I feel like I can represent my generation so much because I honestly did not care whether I lived or died. But now, I cannot die. I can't leave until this straight. You know, I'm not suicidal. I'm not, I can't go until y'all really know what time it is. And then after that, boom, it's all over. And we can see, you know, how this is fall. But that's how it is. And the reason being is because if I can't live free, if I can't live with the same respect as the next man, Hello and welcome to D-Life 214 Voices of DFW. If this is your first time coming by, then thanks for checking out the show. I do this once a week for your entertainment and enlightenment. You can also follow me at D-Life 214 on Facebook, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, as well as Google Podcasts. So let's get into the show. So we've seen a lot of problems, a lot of disaster in the last couple of weeks. We've seen, uh, man, you know, I just can't, you know, I can't even watch it anymore. Uh, Floyd, George Floyd, murdered by a policeman, videoed, and then arrested. At least this time, I say this, the good thing is that this time they arrested him and they've charged him. And the next step for me, what I need to see is I need to see them be locked up in his jail. So hopefully that's going to happen. So the protests, they have gotten results. Because you know why? Because we're conversating. We're dealing with it. Congress is now passing legislation. So that is a good thing. We've got results. And we need to keep that going. We need to continue to protest. Everybody. You need to stand up. If you see it and it's wrong, you need to stand up. Particularly white people. Um, I know a lot of white people who are not bad people. You know, I, I never say, you know, there are good people in the world. I don't want to say there's good white people because all of them aren't bad. But the good people. So white people, when you see things that you know are wrong, and you don't have to look too far to figure out it's wrong. I mean, you know, if you, you can go back, if you want to look at it historically. After Reconstruction, once we came here, everything was reconstructed. We supposed to have been equal. 1965, laws passed, we could vote. Everything was going to go good. We were going to be treated fair. Well, we know what happened after that. Because we talk about Jim Crow, the Jim Crow laws. And then now, even after that, you know, <clears throat> after the civil rights, you know, we thought things were going to get better. And uh, and for the most part, I won't say for the most part, but they did. They got better. Uh, we've gotten to the point where we had a black president. But in the in the civil rights era, there were there were a lot of white people that stood with us and walked and marched and died us to be able to have our freedoms, the rights to vote, the freedoms that we have to be respected as a human being. But there are those who didn't want that, and they fight against it. They're still fighting against it. It is the white supremacy of this country. So as you notice today, uh, after the protests and, and policy change or proposals, you know, they're, tr they're trying to do away with all the Confederate statues. And I don't understand that. You know, the, the white people always say, uh, it's heritage. How can you have heritage? Or why would you even want heritage? In a fact, an army, the Confederate soldiers kill their own white people and black people to maintain slavery. I'm, you know, to maintain slavery. And I like how they kind of smooth it over. Oh, it's heritage. Or they don't even use the word. They'll say, you know, they were honorable. There's no honor in enslaving people. And there's definitely not honor when you lose because they lost 
And then they put statues up everywhere as if they were victorious. And, you know, I heard President Trump, all these were great men, and I'm so tired of him. I'm tired of it. Um, so and what I'm getting at is that, you know, these statues have got to come down. The policy has to change. Policies have to change. And uh, the hearts of men have to change. And just like we saw the woman, I just couldn't believe it. During the protest, I saw a woman, uh, and I found out she was, I think she's a lawyer. And she actually spit on this black man uh, during the protest. And, you know, everybody ran over and stopped. And they stopped her. They stopped him more so because I believe he was going to beat the hell out of her. I mean, if you spit on me, I got to do what I got to do. You know what I'm saying? So that's terrible that people would think that way. And I don't have to tell you about Karen. You know, Karen in the story, she wants to tell this woman that, you know, you can't purchase anything here because you're not from this country. I don't know if you've seen the video. Okay. Her too. Her and her husband, lawyer. And then he comes back to apologize with this fake crying, you know, well, she has a mental problem. And, you know, she doesn't normally act that way. Yeah, yeah, she does. She did that day. Okay, so it's still here. It's not going to change tomorrow. But we have to keep moving forward. We can't stop. We can't just say, okay, is this what it is? And just go back to doing things the way they were because that's not normal. And we got to forge on. We have to do this. And I'm going to tell you what we, what we have to do. One thing we have to do. While there are many things that we need to do as African-American people, but the main thing when we talk politics at the top of the heap, we've got to get rid of Donald Trump. We got to go. He's disrespectful. He's ugly. He's mean. doesn't care. He has no compassion, no empathy, nothing. He's all about a dollar bill and his ego, his narcissistic behavior. He's a lunatic. I said it. He's a lunatic. He's crazy. Okay, so, I mean, he's got to go. So we got to go to the polls. We have to get him out of there come November. Uh, November. And not only him. You know, I want us to, to look look at your councilman. You know, look at your district attorney. Look at those local office elect, elected officials, judges, and whatnot. Look at those. And if they're not right, and it's not hard to find out, you just got to Google it. If you do it on, you get online anyway. So just find out. Do your research. Find out about those people who are running for seats that are going to change your life. Yeah, Donald Trump is going to affect your life, definitely. But more so, your district attorney, you, you know, the senator, the, con the congressman, all of them, they, they, they more so influence your life quicker, I will say. So you need to make sure that those people that you put in place are there for you and the community. So when you get ready to go to the polls, just don't just don't go down the thing. Vote. Because just because the Democrat don't mean, you know, they for you. As I always say, you know, just because you got the same skin don't mean you still my kin. Okay? So you need to make sure you know who you vote for. Take out a little time. I know it's hard. A lot of things going on. We we it's a perfect time right now. Matter of fact, we all quarantine and all that and stay at home. Look it up. Find out who's running. Check their background. Look and see what they did before. See who who they work for. What they are they are they for the people? Are they for themselves? Take the time to figure out who to vote for. It's critical. This is one of the most important times of our life. Probably the most important time. Uh, so be a part. Be on the side of good. Research. Figure it out. Um, you know. So be conscious that. There are people that are trying to make a change. 
there's a lot of negativity still going. The energy is negative. You know, people are going to tell you it doesn't matter. Or they're going to say, well, look how they're doing this right here. Look how the NFL, they don't want to do it. But the NFL just donated, I want to say, $150 million to social injustice uh, causes. Okay, $150 million. You know, when you look at the NFL players, they're speaking out. Uh, I saw Drew Brees come out, and he really made a mistake. I think he said, you know, he talked about the flag and, you know, but it, it's not about the flag. And he made a mistake in his, in his conversation, in his statement. Uh, and he came back and apologized. And I thought it was genuine. I accept it. And, you know, we just need to stay focused and know that some of the NFL players, these guys, some of these, well, not most of all of them, you know what I'm saying, they spend their lives playing football to be, to make that spot, to make that roster to be an NFL football player. They put their lives on the line for that. So when people come to me and they say, hey, well, I'm going to protest the NFL. Well, are you protesting the NFL or are you protesting the players? Because the players need a job just like you do. So I can't, so I, I, initially uh, in 2016, I was angry and upset about what happened to Colin Kaepernick, definitely. And uh, I was saying, you know, let's protest, let's do this. But, you know, when I looked at that, and I did protest. In fact, I haven't watched football for like a long, long time. Super Bowl, I think that was it. But, but when I did, when I looked at it, what did that do by us protesting the NFL? See, I think we got it wrong because we think because we protest the NFL, it's going to really hurt their pockets. It might. I think we're talking about 15% of the profit from the fans come from African-American people, maybe. Okay. But for the most part, for the most part, they kept right on rolling and they're going to keep rolling. See, that that's one that you can't say I'm not going to uh, go to the game. What we can say, you need to bring Colin Kaepernick back because you fired him wrongfully. You even admitted it. So that would cause me to say, hey, we need to just do something. Okay, if that means, I guess, if we have to go back to boycotting or whatever, the NFL or sports, I don't know. But we need to do something. If they don't bring Colin Kaepernick back or give him an opportunity, I don't care if he come back and sit on the bench. I mean, I think he needs a job because... He had the courage to stand up against injustice. So another thing, you know, <clears throat> I'm talking positive. This is positive. NASCAR say, hey, we ain't having a Confederate flag up here anymore. Got to take it down. Rightly so, right? So like I said, you got statues of men that led the South and wanted to maintain slavery. That's what that was about. These, these are, he they call them heroes because they were fighting to maintain slavery, to enslave your forefathers. And you don't want a flag on your property or your business that says that. That's evil. That's evil. So I understand NASCAR's position. I went to a NASCAR, I went to a race here at TMS out here once, and um, there were a lot of Confederate flags out there, people. But I will say this, nobody bothered me. It was cool. I mean, I got along with everybody. It was cool. It was an interesting thing to me because I never watched, I never seen a race up close like that. So it was good. And I had no problem with anybody there, but the flag was there. I noticed it, and I understand that, uh, you know, NASCAR made the right decision because that made me feel uncomfortable, even though everyone was being kind to me. Um, so with that being said, I'm going to say, hey, say her name, because a lot of people are talking about George Floyd, and they should, no doubt, uh, but also Brianna. But the young lady who was in her place, in her own house, you know, her and her boyfriend, and they come in and they shoot her and they kill her. And it, and it was a mistake. They said it was a mistake. They were looking for someone else and they thought they were there and they did just bust in 
you know, started shooting. Well, they busted in, and her boyfriend saw him. He shot, and then they started shooting 22 times, okay? Which I think he's right. He should have shot. I mean, you break up in my house, I'm going to shoot too. You know what I'm saying? That's just what it is. So the no-knock policy has to stop. They need to stop with that. That has to go. Uh, <clears throat> the other thing is when people, when they do make these mistakes, these errors, you know, we need to immediately know what happened. Because if you don't have a body camera there to show what happened, uh, you know, they for hundred for years, it's whatever the, whatever the police say. That's the way it went down. That's the way they're going to write it up. And that's the end of it. This is D-Life 214, Voices of DFW. Thank you for checking out the show. I'll be back next week. Uh, I'm going to say, hey, man, be blessed. And thank you for coming by. And uh, if you like it, I love it. Justify the actions based on feelings in the moment When it's easier to own it than postpone it and prolong it But the wrong it and not the right it means your pride just wanna fight it You jump into conclusions, calm down, let's not get excited I know our story's scripted, but what if we could rewrite it? We wouldn't feel so distant, defeated, or so divided You wear your feelings on your sleeve, you wish that you could hide it Distractions leading to conversations being misguided We all look like human beings when the front line is united But our history is painful and it makes us all defiant. Let's petition for humanity. I hope you're gonna sign it and not let the color of my skin leave your heart. I used right. to be scared to die. Now I'm just scared to lie. When God called me home and he shut my eyes, I wanna be square with him when I touch down. I used to be scared to die. Now I'm just scared to lie. When God called me home and he shut my eyes, I wanna I'm so sick of being sick and tired, I don't know what to do. Frustrated with the system and the things they put us through. You're not forced to understand it, it's not happening to you. So you're blinded by advantages while blanket in the trinket. Your silence speaks a thousand words, no need for a speech. Just teach your children not to judge a man before he speaks. I can't breathe, it's the cry for help that haunts us in our sleep. While the media highlights us laying lifeless in the streets. I can hear the pain and voices screaming, no justice, no peace. I'm lifting those murdered at the hands of the police. Everyone has a mother. The brother, nephew, or a niece. So we're forced to stand for those without a voice who can't speak. Unfortunately, due to hatred, it's our loved ones that cease. So the pain that we feel in our soul, it runs deep. Talk is cheap and like a max credit card can't be accepted. You don't have to like what I'm saying as long as you respect it. When the cops show up, I feel more threatened than protected. My only hope is somehow for my children we correct it. I can't see no simple fix or easy answers coming soon. Just soulless stares and dirty looks when I am to the room. All we're asking for is that our country show us some respect. And still one handcuffed face down with knees pressed in our neck. Question, how long you expect before I'm forced to take a stand and fight for what you already owe me as a God-fearing man? I used to be scared to die. Now I'm just scared to lie. When God called me home and he shut my eyes, I want to be square with him when I touch down. I used to be scared to die. When God called me home and he shut my eyes, I want to be square with him when I touch down. All we say to America is be true to what you're saying on paper. If I lived in China or even Russia or any totalitarian country.
First Amendment privileges because they haven't committed themselves to that over there. But somewhere I read of the freedom of assembly. Somewhere I read of the freedom of speech. Somewhere I read of the freedom of press. 